and welcome to Tabletop Game Talk, a show where we talked about tabletop gaming topics, tabletop games and gaming topics of all kinds. <laughs> Weird how one word really just throws me off. This week, however, is our last episode, <laughs> so we don't really have a topic. I'm one of your hosts, Fletcher. I'm Kitty. And I'm Chris. If you're just tuning in for the first time, welcome, and you may want to start at episode four, because this is the last episode. After seven years of weekly episodes, with few exceptions, season one of Tabletop Game Talk is coming to an end. Does that mean there's going to be a season two? Who knows? Futurama has been rebooted three times out of nowhere, so anything is possible. It's true. And yeah, I actually Wikipedia the Futurama. I guess it's only been rebooted twice, but it's had three it has had three iterations <laughs> yeah but before we talk about any of that we're gonna thank our current patreons friends of the show adam harrison miles clark sahara wentworth michael finley listener doug and the gift of games and grace lake um and thank you to all of our other patrons as well i do have some show stats and such but i'm gonna leave all of that for the post credits so if you want to uh hear patreon stats and downloads and and all that kind of stuff um Post credits. That's where it's at. So yeah, this is this is our last episode of. I'm calling it season one because, and, and we'll get to it you later. Know, a seven but, one season, a, a seven year season. Yes. I can't. Seven. This year is season. why we have to stop because I can't talk anymore. Exactly. It's it's over. It's like we. Yeah. <laughs> this is the problem with having just a non. It's like a soap opera. We are a soap opera of podcasting. <laughs> where it just goes forever. <laughs> I think soap operas don't take breaks, right? Don't they just keep going? I don't know. I haven't watched a soap opera in my entire life. so I think your analogies are breaking down. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Everything is it's... breaking down. It's like TikTok's brain return to Oz. Uh, winding down. I don't do it. I, I, so I can't do TikTok. I, I love people who can. <laughs> I can't do it. Um, even watching YouTube shorts, I feel, I feel slimy. Um, because you get to the end of the short and it starts over again. I'm like, okay, they're counting that as two views, but I'm not watching it twice. All right, this one I'm going to watch twice because seriously, what just happened? But no, I, I just feel bad in in short form content. I'm like, I should not be that addicted to it. Um, all right, our last episode, join our Discord, join our BGA group. Links are in the show notes. Those things aren't going away. Those things are going strong. Uh, yeah, so that's going to be the last time I talk about that. Kitty, how was your weekend? My weekend was interesting. Um, Spencer took the kids up to go fishing, the big kids, and I was just me and the twins at home. Um, as discussed last week, if you tuned in, you heard the twins <laughs> join me for the podcast. So they got home Saturday. So the weekend was kind of a, a weird, lots of unpacking and settling back in and getting ready for school. They The big kids both start school um, on Wednesday. So that's player labeling player a lot three of school is supplies going, is going into kindergarten. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Player that's, three that's who didn't exist when we started this podcast <laughs> is now going into kindergarten. Yep. The podcast is old enough to be in second grade. So Yeah. <laughs> yep um yeah so th- i didn't realize they were gone or he took the kids for the entire week that yeah they left monday and they got back saturday it's peaceful for somebody i'm sure <laughs> i don't think so <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sure that was an even trade <laughs> it was a, it was a, it, it's it's tricky because uh, three-year-olds are a handful 
Yeah, I got to choose all of the content that I watched that whole week. <laughs> I didn't have to watch a single children's show, not even once. <laughs> and that is something Wait, you didn't have to put to on, on Coco Melon at all. Nope. Um, and my sister called <laughs> me, and her kid was listening to Coco Melon, and I hung up on her because I'm like, I can hear the wheels on the bus, and I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> there are no wheels on this bus. We're done. And there, there were no new Bluey, so you didn't have to like. I didn't have to watch any new Bluey. Bluey. I have watched enough of the latest drop, so um, I mostly watched creative uh, content on YouTube. Um, YouTube has now recommended, like, I've gone so far down, I don't know what rabbit hole, that I'm now watching rock tumbling videos on YouTube. <laughs> uh, let me tell you, I would they laugh are at delight. you, but I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea. It's like, <laughs> in this video, we get to watch rock tumble. Rock tumbling, like also recommended for you, paint drying and clothes drying. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, grass growing. <laughs> time lapse grass growing is kind of interesting, though. I would I would watch a time lapse grass. I mean, that's basically um, what the rock tumbling is. It's like time lapse rock tumbling because it's like you know they show you like, look, I'm putting in these ugly rocks at the beginning, and then it's like cut to three weeks later. Here's the pretty rocks coming out. I don't have to, like, you know, do any of the waiting. Because, like, rock tumbling is one of the few, like, hobbies that I'm, like, I have absolutely no interest in taking this on. It's cool, and I like watching other people do it, but absolutely never would I want to do this. It takes I, way too long for such little payout. I, I had a rock tumbler. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess the payout is not great. Um, but you really <laughs> don't have to do a lot of work. I mean... You're not really doing it's true, anything. But it takes so long. It does take hands a long off time. That it's like, are you even really doing anything? Uh, I mean, uh, you're no. washing the rocks and changing out the grit and um, <laughs> turning on a machine <laughs> that just rolls them around. So it's like an hour of I effort. I guess a lot of people who do it. Two months of time. <laughs> and then you get pretty shiny rocks at the end. Um, a lot of people who do it seem to like enjoy searching out rocks to tumble like going to like lakes i saw a lot of people at um like great lakes like lake michigan lake superior picking up like look this is jasper i'm like i i don't know and i don't care just show me what it looks like when it's pretty (laughs) (laughs) show me show me the shiny stuff show me the shiny Um, things so tabletop rock tumbling um yeah all right yeah i um I did not tumble any rocks, nor did I watch any rock tumbling videos this weekend. I did go to a Lorcana launch event. That was quite fun. Um, like, pack the store, which would be expected. If you are in the Grays Lake area or northern Illinois area, Gift of Games is doing, like, Wednesday night events. So if you're interested in playing, um, he's it's a very casual-friendly store. So I highly recommend uh, stopping in and, and trying it out. The game is good. It needs a lot more cards to be competitive, but it's fun. It's pretty, and it's not hard to collect. Don't play. Don't pay any crazy prices. And if you already have, I apologize because you already know the value of everything has gone down drastically. Um, but yeah, Lorcana, it's a fun game. Kitty, I'll have to. I think you would enjoy this game, especially like it's like Pokemon collectibles for Disney, and it's it's. I like it. I like it a lot. But is it fun to play? Because I don't want to just collect things for the sake of having a bunch of cardboard in my house. I think it is fun to play. Um, it is a build your own deck, like a construct your own deck from nothing. So it, that's why I say if you're playing super competitively, there's only like a handful of like 
really good decks. And with only 200 cards, it, they've sort of like solved the meta. But if like we were playing themed decks, so I took all the Peter Pan cards and put them together and Sydney played that. And I took all of the um, Frozen cards and put those together and I, we played Frozen versus Peter Pan. Um, they weren't like technically legal decks, but who cares? We were playing downstairs on the couch, so... But it's fun. Hmm. Um, and I, I agree. It's it's kind of a mix between Magic and Keyforge. So the the it plays a lot like Magic. You don't have lands, but some cards can be turned into ink, and ink is how you like get cards out. Most cards can be. And then you're trying to get to 20 lore by using your character characters they you know they can quest for a certain amount of lore and one first person to 20 wins so you're and you can attack other players cards if they've exhausted them but if they're not exhausted then you can't attack them so it's there's enough meaningful decisions and the more you play it the more interesting it becomes and it's also i played a multiplayer game of it which is just seamless so if you're looking for like a family competitive card game it works really really well in multiplayer as well um and it's in the rules, like the base rules say, yeah, and you can play with multiplayer. Nothing changes. Just play. So like, all right. But um, and then Sydney went to Roseville, Minnesota to play in a Keyforge tournament again. Um, this time she got top four, which was in the money. And she at least paid for the trip in the money. And now she's using that as an ex- in the money. Um, so now she's using that as an excuse why she's going to go to the Vegas vault tour as well. And. I kind of want to go to Vegas, but uh, I'd have to bring the kids or I could leave the kids. I don't know. I don't know. Um, speaking of other things I might think about going to, though, is Simon Khan is next month, the 15th through the 17th. And that's also in Roseville. So I'm like highly considering going to Simon Khan. Um, it's not that far of a drive. Kitty, it's only down the street from you. Mm, I doubt that. <laughs> It's closer than it is for me. But, That's fair. But um, anywhere in Minnesota is too far. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's that's a possibility as well. Oh, I was going to ask you, Fletcher, if you wanted to go to Simon Khan. Because I'd be going by myself. And by, by myself, I'm like, eh. But if there was somebody else who wanted to go. Where is it? Maybe. Um, Roseville, Minnesota, St. Paul, Minneapolis, oh. St. Paul area. When? Um, September 15 through 17. So we'd leave, probably leave if we're driving Thursday night and then come back Sunday afternoon. Mm, we'll talk about it. So I don't think I could, <laughs> I don't think I could do the drive there. More of a flying person. It's a, uh, see, the thing is flying is almost the exact same amount of time. There's no way that's true. <laughs> no, it's, it's a hundred percent true because you, it's about a six hour drive for, from where I'm at. It takes <laughs> the, an hour to get to the airport. Also six hours. <laughs> No, no, no. It, but it takes you an hour to get to the airport. You're waiting at the airport for an hour, an hour flight, and then it takes you about an hour to get off the plane into the hotel. So you're looking at like four hours one way. And then it, that's not counting the time that someone's taking to drive to drop you off to the airport and pick you up from the airport. It's like 60 minutes difference between the two. So, but if you wanted to fly, I'd be either. That's fine. Um, go either way. Let's see. So that's that. What else is going on? Fletcher, did I ask you how your weekend was? Did I? You, you didn't. I didn't care, did I? But uh, yeah. my weekend was normal. Nothing interesting happened. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. All right. So we posted a thread. All right. I created a, a channel last 
week called The Final Episode Input. And I've purposely been ignoring that channel until today. And then I started like reading over it today to see if there's anything I should note in the show notes. And I decided I'm not going to pull anything from it. We're just going to go down and and kind of go through the whole thing. Um, but I will say this. There were like, I literally, at one point, you people had me crying. And that's, you're, you're all ridiculous. And I just, I'm very upset for you. Um, have you guys read this thread yet? Yes. I haven't. I was saving it. Yeah. Fletcher, you have read it? Yeah. I did my homework. Yeah. I say it's, it's... <laughs> <laughs> My homework was to try to avoid spoilers. And then it, I mean, I had to do some notes. I actually did more notes for this episode than I have the past several dozen. Um, not true. There was one that I did a lot of notes on. But um, yeah, so we're just going to go down and answer your questions, read your comments. Um, at some point, I'm going to invite Sydney in and she's going to chat too. She is, um, she didn't listen to the podcast at the beginning. It wasn't until, like, I think our drinking games episode, so the first episode that Fletcher was on, (laughs) that she started listening. And then she just kept listening from there on. So she's, like, the number one person. uh, For the longest time, she was, like, the first person that would listen to it. And if there was anything wrong, she would tell me immediately. It's like, oh, this problem happened, or you didn't, this didn't sound right, or whatever. So, or if something didn't post, it's like, um, I know it's early, but the podcast hasn't posted. Is that intentional? Like, what? What happened? So, she would be my my QA. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Let's let's just start going through this thread because I don't have um any other agenda. And Kitty, why don't you start us off so that I'm yeah. Um. So you want me to just like pick a question from this thread here? Uh. I think so. I think we and we don't have to start with Terrence's ooh questions and comments. Um, we don't have to do that part. I just did that one, but I think I, I'm almost willing to say we're going to read every single line in this in this thread because <laughs> it's all a, it's we're all just good. Gonna, okay. <laughs> um, let's go. We'll start at the top here. Uh, what podcasts would you recommend looking to fill the hole in our lives? From Matthew. Yeah. I mean, he first asked if we can postpone the final episode to 2024. Um, I will tell you, Matthew, we postponed the final episode to 2023. So this was almost going to happen last year. Yeah. And <laughs> and we decided to give it another year. Now, obviously, we didn't announce anything like that. But that's that's how long we've been talking um, about it. And it's not, the year just flew by anyway. Like, it just it's, it was crazy fast. But um, yeah. But yeah, podcasts to fill the hole that we are leaving. <sighs> this one's hard. I, I don't know. Do you have any? Like, um, who's better than we are? I'm afraid that the only podcasts that I listen to these days are um, true crime podcasts. <laughs> 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 so I've really been enjoying some of those, but uh, it doesn't really fill the same kind of <laughs> genre that we <laughs> uh, fill. So um, yeah, if you want true crime podcast recommendations, hop on the Discord. I'm happy to give those. But um, yeah, I don't have a lot of... I don't listen to a lot of gaming podcasts. So I have a few gaming podcasts I listen to. But Fletcher, do you have any suggestions? I also don't have any gaming podcasts. I have... The only <laughs> the only thing that is somewhat related to what we do is the flop house. If anybody listens to that, where it's three <laughs> dudes that talk about a movie kind of barely. Um, 
<laughs> so it's uh i would recommend the flop house um not board gaming related but it, it is, is kind of like it is a funny kind of like chat podcast yeah i i see this and um chat's throwing out some suggestions too the i i see our podcast as a couple different things right right because a we talk about the board gaming hobby in general but b i think we talk about it from a very casual down-to-earth point of view and so when i think about the type of the reason why I would listen to this podcast, it's not necessarily for the gaming content. Some of it is, but some of it's just for listening to people and feeling like you're friends with the people who are talking. And for me, there's a few podcasts that I listen to that are like that. The biggest one um, is Stuff You Should Know. I mean, it's it's not a gaming podcast by any way, but the two hosts are very, like, they're open about their you know personal lives to some extent you know they're you can tell that they're friends they're having fun doing this every week it's a different topic um and i really just kind of like the the banter that they have going on and again some of the things that we pulled into this podcast we pulled from them um another one a gaming and bs is is what I modeled this podcast off of. They actually ended their podcast podcast last year, but if you're looking for a more uh, role-playing centric um, podcast, most of their content is evergreen. Um, Help from future self. I would say, you know, that's Sydney's <laughs> Keyforge podcast. So if you're into Keyforge, uh, that would that be one. a good one to listen to. Got, got it. And I don't know, some of the other podcasts I list, oh, Mythos Busters. This one seems to be on, a hiatus at the moment. Uh, Mythos Busters is probably the biggest Arkham Horror the Card Game focused podcast. And they just had a, a convention that they put together and run. And then they came on and said, okay, we need to take a little bit of a break. Uh, we'll be back, but we don't know when, but we're just going to take a break. Um, but again, it's one of those things where you kind of get to know them and you know you you feel like you're sitting in the room as you're talking about your favorite game. Um, I also like, uh, what are some other ones? Um uh dice tower news or news dice tower now now it's dice tower now i listened to that also um board games insider is another one for gaming content um let's see blue peg pink peg has been thrown in into the comments i think that that one's probably closest to what we do this is a couple couples that talk about games and stuff and rolling dice and taking names um then uh, the Shut Up and Sit Down podcast, I've listened to that a few times. That one's pretty good. They um, And even like the No Pun in- Included, No Pun Intended podcast, um, it's it's kind of there and back. And again, it's yeah, again, it's it's I don't know. They <laughs> they keep like sputter starting. They're trying to do a podcast. They have a, a, a very successful YouTube channel, but their podcast is like, yeah, um, apparently Secret Cabal is still going. Um, apparently I have never listened to them. I listened, I tried to listen to them once. They have like three and a half hour long podcasts and they, it was not interesting to me, but I understand why people like them too. Uh, so yeah, there's, there's a bunch of podcasts out there, but none of them. So I've on plugged it. it a lot of times. I've forgotten about it because, um, I stopped listening, but the glass cannon podcast, listen to their whole giant slayer campaign. It's great. Yeah. Yep. Because like the actual plays, like I think for them, they also like they have a lot of off topic. There is a banter. lot of banter. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually some people's complaint with their podcasts. Is it's like this is twenty minutes of banter and then forty minutes of play. Come on, 
Um, but I enjoy that. Uh, I like to hear from people's, you know, lives and stuff. And that's they're uh, they're fun and chatty. Also, if you're looking for fun and chatty, always recommend my brother, my brother and me. Um, and then a few more from chat. Escape the podcast is a board game adjacent audio escape room. That seems interesting. Um, board gamers anonymous, level up, and board game blitz. So, yeah. Ooh, also, I know that was kind Chris's of Chris's least favorite genre. Triviality is a trivia podcast where they play a trivia. <laughs> yeah. Game so every next, week. Uh, yeah. So next question is from Terrence. Um, <laughs> asking. <laughs> asking if I ever completed my Arcadia Quest collection. Uh, that led me down the Kickstarter path. And yes, as far as I know, I have everything for Arcadia Quest. It's about 10% painted. It'll probably never complete. I also have everything for Star Arcadia Quest. I've never played that. Um, and it will probably never leave my collection simply because it's a lot and it took me a lot to get it. Um, and I think it is kind of a fun little take that game. So it it'll see the light of day at some point. I'm sure it will. It just requires the the right group to play with to have fun. Um, Kitty, next question here is crowdfunding is. versus retail versus flags. What do you think? What was that? Crowdfunding versus retail versus local game stores. Where would you... I guess you could see this in a different way. Where would you prefer to buy games from? Where do you most buy games from? I guess it's the two takes you could take on it. I mean... I like to crowdfund um, small like games that I don't think are going to make it into retail if I don't crowdfund them. Um, I like you know like small and new designers, people who are looking for that like leg in the door kind of a thing. I, I like Kickstarter and crowdfunding for that. Um, then like established games, I try to go to local game stores first and then if i can't find something there then go to retail or if it's something like i don't want to leave my house and this is available on amazon <laughs> yeah i think amazon's missing from from this list uh, amazon is retail yeah i mean like if i'm buying it from a amazon or if i'm buying it from target like what's the difference yeah that's a good point Fletcher, do you have a preference of where you buy games? Like, where do you normally buy your games from um so the thing is i typically don't buy games they just get gifted to me so i'm not entirely sure where they come <laughs> games from games just appear <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah this is true um personally i would prefer to buy games from my local game store though i understand that you know target or walmart or amazon are very compelling options um yeah yeah i i think so obviously i'm you know crowdfunding i like crowdfunding um i'm doing it less and less i actually opened up a game the other day I don't remember if it was Kickstarter or Game Found that I'm like, oh man, this game looks so great. It has this and this and this and this. And then this little voice in the back of my head said, but you're never going to play it. And I'm like, oh, right, little voice, you were right. <laughs> so I didn't back it. Um, my shoulder angel. So I'm, I'm getting, <laughs> so I'm getting closer and closer to me. Like, I still, I have a number of things I've backed on Kickstarter this year, but it's all been games that essentially extend what I already have or it's something by a designer that, I know when I like a game that they've already done. Um, so I'm just trying to be a little bit more selective as opposed to having a bunch of, like I have probably a dozen large boxes of Kickstarters that were delivered. I haven't even, un, like I haven't even taken another cardboard box yet. And I'm just like, okay, you've reached a problem. So I'm trying to cut back on that. Um, I will say whenever I go to Target, 
I always check the gaming aisle whenever I go to Meyer. Meyer is a local Midwestern kind of like if Target and Walmart got together. Um, Did you know that my dad a, went to high school with the Myers? I hey, I grew up in Grand Rapids where it started, so yeah, I, I mean, so did my dad with his and kids. Yep, you might have, but um, yeah, my my uncle was actually in his grade knew the um, the guy the son very well. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I mean, it was like the place to go to because it's like a twenty four hour mega store, mm-hmm. and now ours is they they stopped doing twenty four hours for the pandemic and they haven't opened up to 24 hours again and it really makes me sad because sometimes i want to go grocery shopping at two in the morning and i can't um <laughs> uh, it's true as the far woodman's as local game stores 24 hours but it's not as cool as myers yeah woodman's is open it's like woodman's is like a mega grocery store and i don't know if it's a national chain or not but um it's about 20 minutes from but it is open 24 hours uh local game stores i love going into local game stores the problem i have with local game stores is they almost never have something new that i need like if it's a kickstarter i already have it before the game store has it if it's some hot game i've probably already find found another way of getting it like probably usually directly from the publisher um so i still i go to the game stores every time we go in zachary don't gets you buy two a dice. lot of your like reoccurring stuff like your like all of my fantasy flight stuff i get from gift of games yeah um because with his discount program, it's like the cheapest place I can get them. Um, and I get all of my special cover D&D books from Gift of Games. So those work. Also, the Lorcana stuff. Like right now, Lorcana is only available in game stores. So I got that from him, too. So it's any of these publisher programs that give game stores the ability to have products early um, or exclusive, like... I highly encourage those because that actually will bring me into a game store and make it worth going into the game store to buy something. Um, but also most game stores have an online store too. Like I can go to giftgames.com and, and buy stuff online. Um, so you also do a lot of spending there the answer- for events, things like if you're there for Keyforge, you'll buy some decks because that's, or like, you know, pay to, to play yeah. in the tournaments or stuff like that. Yep. Yep. So any kind of an event or something like that, um, I'm all for it. But yeah, so the answer, crowdfunding versus retail versus flags is yes. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Taz's next question here. Favorite gaming conventions. It's been a while. I'm looking Are at you, you Kitty, because Fletcher's to never me? been to I've one. never been to a gaming <laughs> convention. We had plans, <laughs> and then this pandemic thing came along and then kind of, you know, canceled everything. Next next year at Depticon, like, it is, it is like, down the street from you. You can do a yeah. Depticon. Um, but I would say it's not one of my faves. I li- like, but I don't know. I just went there to do Keyforge the one time. I don't know. Maybe it's changed, but mostly when I was there, it was almost entirely miniature things and then some Keyforge. <laughs> I mean, it's basically miniatures, and any publisher that has a miniature may have also, um, tangentially something else going on there. Um, if I was going to go to another convention, I mean, like the three that I've, I've only been to three other ones aside from Adepticon, I think. And I like them all for very different reasons. Uh, Gen Con obviously makes the list. It's like, it's an experience. Um, Origins and, uh, Game Con. They're all yeah. good. All very different. Good. If I only could go to one, I'd probably go Origins. I really Origins for the longest time I would say it was my favorite convention. I haven't been in a few years, so I want to go back yeah. before I said that again. 
Exactly. I mean, but, like I said, this is all but, take it with a grain of salt. I haven't been to a convention. I I don't think in three years. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I did like I've some been, in summer of 2019 and that was it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've been to the last couple of Gen Cons, um, the last couple of Adepticons, uh, Gamehole Con last year for a day. I would, my favorite, like if you were in the area and could go to Columbus, Columbus feels like a small convention at a big scale. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you get this huge convention feel, but without all the overcrowding that Gen Con has. And it's just, you know, there's not as many publishers at it, but the dealer's hall is like, there's a lot there's of exclusives, <laughs> a lot of like direct content. There's plenty of stuff to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so Origins is fantastic. Gen Con's like, Gen Con, you just have to go and decide if that's a thing for you or not. Like, yeah. It, it's the same thing for Essen. Like, I went to Essen and it's just overwhelmingly big. Like, it's exhausting to be around that many people for a prolonged period of time. Um, it's still an experience that I do not regret. I would probably do it again, but it's not like a, oh, I must go every year type of thing. Unlike something like, you know, the local or conventions like Gamehole Con or Adepticon. I know Adepticon is local to us, but it's like a huge draw for miniature gamers. Um, that that size, though, that five to 10,000 range size is kind of like where the sweet spot for big enough to have a really cool dealer hall, but small enough where it's not super overwhelming. Um, and as far as conventions that I am thinking of going to, Dice Tower West is on my shortlist. Um, like I said, Simon Khan is... That's next month, so that's a maybe. Not Gamehole Con this year because I'll be traveling. Um, but there's a few that I'm looking at where I'm like, okay, I want to do this. We want to go back to Columbus again, so we, we may end up doing Origins next year. And let see me know how that if goes. you're doing it. I don't know. We'll yeah, I mean, see. Yeah, it's not an expensive convention, and it's it's fairly easy to get you know rooms and parking. If you have to drive a little bit, it's it's not a big deal. So all right. Christopher asks, how do you really feel about Kickstarters and Simon using Kickstarters and rule books? <laughs> <laughs> Opening the vault? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. Chris, have it's you a- changed your opinion on <laughs> Kickstarter at all? Um, have I? Uh, no. Okay. So... And, so just and go I will listen say, to the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing yeah, so, has changed. <laughs> now, I will say that some of the things that Kitty wanted Simon to do, they have done. Mm-hmm. So Simon now has their own pre-order platform that they will put out there as like, hey, this is for pre-order and it'll be open for, you know, three months or something like that. And they have limited stretch goals or something. But typically it's like, here's what this is available. This is the only way to get it is to pre-order it and then we'll print to demand. And when they do that, it's it's okay successful, but it's nowhere near their Kickstarter stuff that comes out. And even there, it's like every Kickstarter, it's become so competitive that, you know, the last CMON Kickstarter barely broke a million dollars. I don't even know if it did. Um, I, it wasn't, I didn't back it. It wasn't something that was super interesting to me, but you can see like when they do a Kickstarter, they're making a ton of money versus their own backing platform. And there's a number of, of companies that are doing this. Um, Pinnacle Press, who publishes Savage Worlds, has their own backing platform, but they also use Kickstarter for the bigger stuff. So it's like, okay, we want to print this, but we need to get a certain number of pre-orders before we do it. You know, we're not going to put it as a Kickstarter, but you know, it's a pre-order platform. Um, and you're seeing a lot of companies doing this type of pre-order platform thing. 
Um, they take all the money, so there's no Kickstarter cut, but I still don't think they make as much money as if they had put it on Kickstarter or GameFound or, you know, any of the other platforms. So the industry is constantly churning and migrating and, and maturing and stuff. So we'll see where it goes. But um, this year has not been great for games in general. Uh, coming off the pandemic, I think a lot of people like gaming sales went through the roof during the pandemic. So you can only go down from there. But um, we'll see. We'll see what happens and how it stabilizes out. All right. Fletcher, you have no opinion on this? Um, I mean, I kind of agree with Kitty. Like, it just seems <laughs> weird to use Kickstarter as essentially a pre-order platform. Yeah. It is what it's become. It, I know. It, but it to me, it's of, against the yeah. spirit of Kickstarter. Yeah. Like, if, uh, but is it the gets the spirit of GameFound? Mm, I don't no. know. I don't think so. <laughs> since since GameFound was created specifically for this type of for board game projects. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say. It it just feels weird. Like I don't know. It is what Kickstarter has become. And uh... <laughs> it's all right. You yeah, haven't. We don't the last like it. Time you back to Kickstarter. What was that? When's the last time you backed a Kickstarter project? Actually, fairly recently. I backed some fancy puzzles. <laughs> All right. Like that. a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> I check it out every um, once in a while. Yeah. Like I say, every once in a while, if I went on Board Game Geek, if I see something interesting, I'll click and take a look. But I try to literally keep my head in the sand these days because I'm too easily swayed to be like, oh, I must have this. It's the newest hotness. Mm-hmm. So... Um, all right. I, the reason I started reading these is because it's actually kind of hard to follow along in the thread between the three of us. Cause we're not in our show notes where we can like highlight yeah. things and, and stuff like that. But, uh, but it's also hard to, some of the usernames are, um, not easily pronounced out loud. So I'm going to try this one as Juju Latre, maybe, <laughs> um, says thanks for the wonderful 350 episodes even though technically didn't didn't start listening to all since i jumped on board on the way um that was a wonderful ride a question maybe besides the obvious child care what will you do in your weekly time freed up by not having the podcast and this is a reoccurring <laughs> question and um for me it it basically just gives me a night back it gives me monday night back and it it's so I probably spend four hours a week on the podcast um, for pre and post and then actual recording time and stuff. Um, but I think more than it's not just the time. It's you only have a limited amount of, I don't know how else to say it, but like creative energy. So by not having to be on like a certain point every week, I feel like there'll have to be something else that replaces that because I still crave that output um so i don't know there's a bunch of things that I, like projects i've been having in the works for you know months or years now so maybe i'll just kind of start focusing on on a project and finishing something up you know, i could be launching a kickstarter in sometime in the near future or something like that um so i'm i'm being told so i'm watching the thread but then the, the chat's on a separate thing so you guys have to monitor the chat well, I just okay. went back over to the thread, but you stick on the thread. I'll go back to the chat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> this is my problem um, with uh, Discord. I can't have enough things open. 
Um, he says he didn't mind the pronunciation problem. French folks typically don't pronounce English correctly either. All right, fair enough. <laughs> didn't even know. Yeah, it was French to begin with. I I figured I was murdering it in some way, shape, or form. So, but thank you, and thank you. I mean, I, there are very few people that have been here since the beginning. Um, otherwise, you'd be one of twelve. So, um. But any, yeah, no matter where you joined us, we appreciate you coming in. Uh, Doug S. says, thank you for providing so much entertainment to my family over the years. It was so fun attending our live shows at Gen Con. I really wish we could have got one more in. Um, I blame the pandemic and babies and Fletcher. Um, (laughs) You have made a... (laughs) He says, you've made a real ding in the universe. I would be interested to hear what you are all looking forward to doing now. And honestly, it's it's one of these things where the podcast didn't really get in the way of daily lives. So it's like what we're looking forward to doing probably hasn't changed all that much. But related to the podcast for me, it's mostly just a recharge. It's I need I need to like reset and then I can think about what to do next because I don't really have any plans. Like I can always say, oh, I want to do more on YouTube or I want to do this or that, or I'm going to start a series on how to 3D print. And and like, but all of that stuff is every, just thinking about it is exhausting. So until I reset, I don't have any like future creative plans. You know, it's funny, even though I've been doing this every week for years now, for some reason, Carmen always forgets. That on Monday nights we record <laughs> at 8.30. Spencer, and, every week. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, oh, hey, do you want to you know, go do this on Monday? Or like, you want to join this kickball league that takes place on Monday? Or, you know, try out this restaurant or, you know, whatever it is. I'm like, well, I got to record. What, like, what time is it on Monday? No, I'm recording. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Darn it. Like, she just, oh, it just. <laughs> For whatever reason, it never stuck cannot, in her brain. They cannot hold it in their brains. <laughs> yeah. E- even like on days when she's like, she's like, oh, yeah, that's right. You're recording. And then like I'll eat dinner. And then a few hours later, I'll go into it. And she's like, where are you going? What are you doing? And I'm like, I'm going to go record the podcast. And she's like, oh, right. Like, <laughs> it's just like not something that she remembers most of the time. It's so funny. So you... So you're looking forward to not having to remind Carmen that you're recording. <laughs> that will change. Yes. She'll be like, do you want to do this Monday night? I'm like, I'm not recording. So, okay, we can do that. So speaking of the person who does not forget that we're recording, I'm going to bring Sydney in. Hold on. I'm putting over a thing. We're sharing a microphone. Um, so we actually have this in our shared calendar. And... So she will remind me. Mine is also in the shared calendar. Carmen just refuses to open (laughs) it. (laughs) (laughs) So Sydney is now sitting next to me. Say hi. Hello. And so the question from Doug, and this is, this is Doug S that your friend that you, uh, well, our Keyforge friend. Hang out with all the time at Keyforge events. Yeah. Um, But now that the podcast is ending, his question is, what would we be interested in looking forward to? So, I mean, does, does the podcast end? I'm going to rephrase the question a little bit for you. But does the podcast ending change the dynamic of our household? And if it does, how? Honestly, I think it's kind of weirdly fantastic timing because we're putting Lorcana now into our Wednesday nights. And so whatever we were planning on doing on Wednesdays or we're always otherwise going to do on Wednesdays, we can now fit into our Mondays. Which was hanging out with Kitty and Spencer for a while. Until yeah, 
then I got tired and we had babies. <laughs> I don't know if you guys knew this, but we have two babies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, Terrence, we're not going to do a Larkana podcast. Um, the problem with doing a specific game podcast, and Sydney can speak to this, is you have to actually be into that game more so than anything else you're doing. Anything in your life. Yeah, essentially, <laughs> right? Because like, if you want to make compelling content or content that is interesting to people, it has to be something that like is you know your it's your lifestyle game something that you're deeply exploring on a regular basis to have things to talk about yep and that's why this podcast is never focused on a specific game because we're i mean i am add around games like i'm <laughs> i think you can just stop that sentence one. a few words earlier <laughs> I, I guess yes exactly so so it's never been one of those things where um we've been able to focus on a specific thing and even when we do like emphasize like you know Three weeks ago was Savage Worlds. I haven't touched it since then, um, because oftentimes when I talk about it on the podcast, I get it out of my system, and then I'm good. So if I was to like talk about Lorcana, I'd be like, and eh, now I have nothing else to talk about. Now I'm you're good. not allowed to talk about Lorcana. Yeah, now I'm done. So, um, but yeah, so that's that's sort of where we're at there. All right, anything to add on that one? And this is from chat too. Again, you guys are monitoring chat, so if there's stuff to say, jump in. Uh, a quick hi to Miles, who snuck in, even though he's he doing it. a day-long training. He made it. <laughs> Miles, I'm still going to read your comment later on, which made me cry, <laughs> jerk. Um, I guess I didn't <laughs> talk about what I'm going to do with my time during yes. what would have been the podcast. <laughs> Wait, hold um, on. You, ha- you have time? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, Nap time. Yeah. I'm going to sleep. I... I um, I don't get to sleep. This is my shift normally, so I would let Spencer be sleeping right now. We break up the night so that um, I stay up, um, and then he takes over. So I do like the the 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. shift, and then he takes over at 6 a.m. and I get to sleep until like noon. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So um, yeah, so so I take my baby shift over again. Um, but once we get the baby settled a little bit more into um a less chaotic routine um i'm looking forward to like getting back into playing games with chris and sydney and having another night where we can like just do a thing and i do have lots of other creative pursuits that i would like to get into again more do more sewing and stuff like that and make some socks Make some socks on my sock knitting machine that has been like <laughs> sitting here waiting for like it needs to be sanded just a little bit more and it will be like functional. And I haven't had the time or energy to do that. Understandable. Because now we have Monday I'm, nights. I'm tapped on everything. So yeah. All right. So Andrew has a gaming question here. Um and Sydney's gonna stay until she wants to leave, but so she's she's, yeah, she's on right now. To stay. <laughs> um, if you could combine or cross over two games, what would they be and why? And I have, I have an answer to this one, a couple answers to this one, but, um, I'm curious if there's like, if you were going to cross over a couple games, what would it be? Why would you do that? Uh, I would cross over, uh, cards against humanity with monopoly just because. <laughs> <laughs> to spite Chris. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but but now my designer head is making that happen. So it's a roll-in move. <laughs> and when you land on the different properties, you get access to different cards. And then 
each round, you have to play a card into the middle, and then whoever's furthest on the track gets to take... I got this. Like, <laughs> we, can, we can make this work. Challenge accepted. Sydney, do you have one? Like, I, this is like blindsiding you, but... I feel like I would mix different <laughs> properties for the fun of it. Like, there are so many good games that, like, like Battlestar Galactica has its own great game, and, like, there's so many different games from Marvel and, you know, like... I don't know. There's so many different things I would put together because of their IP. Yeah. Crossing, like, IP merges, like, you know, re-theme X game with this IP. There's a lot of those I have. Kitty, what do you have? Mm, I'm trying to think of, like, ways I could combine the crew with, like, something else that I enjoy to get some sort of, like, puzzle trick-taking game going. I don't know. Ooh, I don't think it actually that. works, but that would be my dream game, I think, is if it was both a trick-taking game and, like, a logic puzzle. <laughs> See, for me, <laughs> I would take two of my favorite games, Arkham Horror the Card Game and um, Cthulhu Death by Die. Not cross those over, because that doesn't make any sense. Because um, they're both already <laughs> Cthulhu yeah, games. Yeah, they're both already there. But I don't, like, the, the horror slash Cthulhu IP doesn't put me off, but it doesn't, like, appeal to me either. I've always wanted an Arkham Horror the Card game, but fantasy-themed. And I can see, like, so you could say, like, cross that over with Dungeons & Dragons, but not, it doesn't have to be that generic a fantasy. It could be basically anything. Or you take something like Cthulhu Death May Die and cross that over with, like, you know, pick a Marvel game, where your characters are Marvel character heroes, and you're going through and you're trying to, like, break into a a stronghold or, or something to take out the big bat. Like, those what types of things. What would be the giant mini if it was a Marvel game? Um, well, you have multiple, but Galactus is the. <laughs> so, I mean, that's they'll just pound that down there. But, um, but yeah, those those are. There's a lot of like games I would like to retheme, and in my spare time, this is like, how could I retheme Arkham Horror so that it was a fantasy based game where you're you had equipment and stuff? And I've written up a lot of this stuff, but I haven't done it um, because. It still needs to be, it needs to be more than that. But in my head, I'm like, eh, this is possible. Um, Matthew asks about Demon Espionage, one of the worst games I've ever played. But then he has asked, what are your least favorite, most disliked games you've played over the years? Um, I'm going to throw out the easy ones. I don't like Terraforming Mars. And I really don't like Ark Nova because it's just Terraforming Mars in a zoo. And <laughs> like, these are hot takes, I know, but I just don't like piles of unique cards where you're trying to fish for a few combos to make your engine work and if it doesn't come up i just don't know i just don't like those games they ah we played i'm looking at sydney we played ark nova like three times in a row just to be like okay there has to be something here i'm missing and i wasn't right i, I don't know you liked it more than i did i actually really liked it <laughs> <laughs> what was that game that we had jen over to play a couple times that was just record keeping oh iss vanguard um it's not that i disliked all of the game. <laughs> I just disliked all of the planet side stuff of the game, which just felt grueling and taxing and too long. Um, it felt like a solo game where we were playing with three people, so everything took longer. And that was hilarious because that was the part that I actually liked, and I didn't like the rest of it. <laughs> and I love the rest of it. I love the ship management and all of that stuff. Um, but I was mostly doing that by myself as you guys watched and chatted. So, yeah. I don't know. Any games that you guys have played recently that you just did not like? Mm, no, not the only recently. game I can think of that I really dislike is Blood Rage. <laughs> <laughs> and we all know why. That's fair. I like Blood Rage, That's but fair. not that one game on Board Game Arena that took months. 
<laughs> blood rage is great as long as it doesn't take three months. Um, I don't like it. All right. Anything <laughs> anything in chat before we go to the next question? Um, no. <laughs> all right. There so were a lot one, of I like this. combination games going on in here, but we've moved on from that. By the way, all of this is in Discord. So if you want to see chat, you can obviously go to chat, go to Discord and go into the uh, live podcast room in the chat's persistence. So you can see it there. Um, next question here. If you could go back in time before you joined the podcast, what advice would you give yourself? What's the chance of a fight? Oh, actually, let's let's just do that. What advice? So before we started the podcast, Kitty, what advice would you give yourself? Like about the podcast or just if I could go back seven years and give myself any advice? I don't know. I mean, the question's open. So whatever you feel. <laughs> um, podcast specific advice is like only back a third of the Kickstarters you think that you should. <laughs> you should. Yeah. You don't have to buy everything you talk about. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm about to do a big purge, I think. Really, that Evergreen Games episode really like opened my eyes to my collection. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm just like holding on to these because I feel guilty I spent money on them. Yeah. Um, I don't know what advice, like general life advice I'd give myself. I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty happy with <laughs> where we are. Buy more Apple stock. We've done. <laughs> <laughs> buy more Apple stock. I was I was literally gonna say I'd buy Bitcoin. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Seven years ago, yeah, it was buy like Bitcoin and then $200. also sell Bitcoin. <laughs> I also sell Bitcoin. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. It's like the joke. Uh did you do you remember the movie Frequency or am I the only one that enjoyed that yeah. movie? All right. No, I love that movie. They have they made a yeah. T V series on it. Really? Um yeah. it was oh, short lived, but that. it wasn't bad. Yeah. I don't believe you because is that the ghost one? <laughs> it was short um, frequency. No, it was the one where they could talk over time through a uh, ham radio. Yeah, I barely the, remember. The da- it. It's Dennis Quaid in the movie. Yeah, Dennis Quaid yeah. and um, Jim Caviezel, and like the son is a cop in the present day, and Dennis Quaid is a firefighter in the past, and like they can talk because the Northern Lights are in New York City or something like that. I don't know. It's magic. Anyway, it's a really good movie, but yeah, they the one guy tells himself as a child to buy Yahoo, but um, <laughs> he didn't tell himself when to sell Yahoo because I feel like that becomes that, just that as important. important. Like yeah. that's the real thing is like, yeah, you know, tell yourself what to buy, but like knowing when to sell is also <laughs> very important. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> what about you, Fletcher? Um, probably back when uh, you wanted to ask me a question after work, I probably just should have said that I was busy. <laughs> No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Which, for those really? who haven't been following along, was how Fletcher got roped into this. No, I don't think I have anything that I would tell myself about the podcast, you know, starting, you know, back for me, five years or whatever. Um, I don't regret. Yeah, I, I honestly don't regret the path that the podcast took. I spent a ton of time, energy, money trying to get all the right equipment and like we had independent mic stands and, and pop filters. And we had so much stuff that like all the stuff that like real studios have. And we are now down to, we have a microphone and a recorder and that's it. Yep. Like, because what it comes down to is a, don't ever get a, um, a dynamic mic. I think it's the dynamic ones. The Yetis, the Blue Yeti. If you're recording a podcast and you're using a Blue Yeti, you are doing it wrong. Don't do it. 
just because unless they're in a soundproof room there's yeah but that's the thing you have to have exactly the right studio to do it otherwise it just sounds bad and no matter what you do it's going to sound bad we use mics that are like singers use these mics you need to be two inches from them but they don't pick up any of the stray noises they don't get any echo like it just sounds they good. pick up some stray noises <laughs> yeah but it's still they but they're have to much be, like, better right there yeah so um, it turns out if you yeah, bring so- two infants into the room you can definitely hear them <laughs> <laughs> because they squeak, but it's fine. It's they're fine. The composite mics, though, they the, like the blue yetis and stuff. Those would pick up everything, mm-hmm. um, every rustle and movement. It would be terrible. But um, the next questions here are a little bit more interesting. I'll ask the next question, and not not that that one wasn't interesting. I actually do think it was interesting. Um, but I, I, the advice I would give anyone who is thinking about doing a podcast is just do it. Um, you know, I've said this before, our original and in- my original intent, because um, I'm like, no, we're not missing a week. We're going to do this. It doesn't matter that we only have 22 listeners. Like every Tuesday, if we're not consistent and we don't do it every week, then we're going to stop doing it. And that was my thing. It's like, we're going to be consistent. We're going to keep going. We're not going to pod fade by 10 episodes, which is like how every podcast, like 95% of the podcasts end. Um, and then we made it to 350 and we are not fading we're ending. There's a big difference there, right? So it's just, just do it. Just do it and have fun. Have fun. And Sydney, I tell you this all the time. Don't edit your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> don't retake. Don't say, I'll cut this out. Just talk and, and just have fun. And it saves so much time. Then don't start a podcast with someone who already edits their podcast because that's when you'll learn to edit your podcasts. Yeah. If you did an hour podcast and we edited this the way that you know you think of editing, it, it adds four hours to the process. And it's just, it's grueling. That's why so. we didn't do Dice Tower for as long because that required so much more editing than this does. Yep. And and yep, we burned out one, on that a heck of a lot faster. <laughs> yeah. And that was a 20-minute podcast. And it still took over an hour to edit yeah. that podcast every week. Easily. So, and yeah, sometimes more. So don't do that. Um, but next question is, what is the chance for a five or 10-year reunion? Um, probably very high, to be honest. So, and I have not actually brought this up to, to Kitty and Fletcher or anybody, really. But I, the the weekly podcast is done. But don't unsubscribe. There is a pretty good chance that every other month or so we'll jump on the mics because why not? Um, if, if things line up, right? But what I'm not committing to is that we're going to do this. I'm just saying there's a good chance that you haven't heard the last of us. And who knows? After you know a few months of us not being able to get together and talk, we're going to be like, hey, I haven't talked to you in two months. Um, maybe we should have an excuse to get together every week, right? So I'm not saying that it's going to come back in, in any same form or anything like that, but we could pull a Futurama, stay subscribed, stay on the Discord. If anything that changes, we'll let you know. But we will definitely, if we don't talk for the next five years, we'll put together a five-year reunion. That that I think I can I can promise. It. So, um, And then he asked about podcast recommendations, but we already did that. Um, all right. Mad Bana. Amazing podcast. Sorry to see it. And tell us the things that you were most surprised by while doing the podcast and the things you will take with you after it's done. I think I'm most surprised at all of the friends we made along the way. I think that's cliche, but it's true. <laughs> um, I, I would echo that. To find like, like-minded gamers who like the same kinds of things that I like. Because, you know, I fell into this habit of kind of like, I play the games that Chris says I should play. And now with some of our listeners, um, 
I like I can think of everyone's like BGA handle that I see them post something in the BGA thing and I'm like, oh well if Courtney's putting this up, I'm gonna like it. Or, you know, like yeah. um there's there's a few people who I'm like, oh, and like I see the same people we like, you know, uh John and Brian and um a few other people. Like if I put up a game of Carcassonne, I know it is going to fill with like the same like three out of the five people <laughs> in like a two hour span and just find well, finding those the people other thing too is we're we we're like on first name basis with a lot of our listeners especially for the live audience um which we can't we can't appreciate enough and for those like we have a lot more people this week than we do normally but like that two-way connection like is it's huge mm-hmm. like that and that's not going away right it's just like yeah fletcher um, yeah, I, I would echo what Kitty said. And also, I think the first time I went over to your house, I didn't realize how many board games you had. And <laughs> I was, I was really surprised. I was like, holy crap. That is, you have like two walls just full of board games that I've never seen before in my entire life. Well, and then the third wall was just role-playing games. Yeah. Well, it's just books. And now he has the, the secret corner of the basement. <laughs> It's yeah, but now I, I expected that because I had already been, you know, primed. But like the first time I went over to Chris's place, <laughs> I was like, wow, like that is not wallpaper. It is board games from top to bottom. <laughs> yep. I, I surprised me as well. Anything that surprised you? I actually loved meeting Josh because I realized that I'm not alone in my analysis paralysis. Like I, I, have, an, I have an issue playing games that other people have too. Original Josh. Original Josh, yeah. yes. Yep. OG. Yep. OG. Wait, who's the not yeah, no, original it's, Josh? Um, excruciating. Uh, well, we have a number of Joshes in the audience right now, too. So, oh. um, <laughs> so it could be anybody. But yeah, like Josh, I mean, the way the reason he joined is because he was living with me at the time. It was like pseudo interested in bo- getting into board games. So that's how that all started. I was living with Josh before I was living with Sydney. Um, yeah, actually, that was true. <laughs> Um, all right. Let's see. JT Labass, thank you all for all you've done. Um, I was out of the hobby for years when I discovered Tabletop Game Talk. Your podcast reinvigorated my love for board games, and I will always be grateful for y'all for that. Um, my wife, probably not so much. <laughs> y'all take care and keep playing games, having fun. <laughs> keep playing games and having fun. That just hit me. See, this is this is where I'm starting to read some of the the more commenty stuff. So this is where you guys are gonna have to help me out on some of it because um some of it's going to be harder to read than others. Um, Ken Tutin says, no, I just started <laughs> listening to your podcast in full during lunch while taking my dog for walks. You all have such great dynamic and, and I enjoyed listening to you. Thank you for me company. Uh, there's a huge backlog. You can go back. Much of our content is evergreen. Um, the earlier stuff, we have an entire section on Kickstarter each time. So that you can kind of just, skip over. Just but. skip it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or you but, can um, go back in time and listen to how wild Chris's Kickstarter edition is. Kickstarter yeah. addiction. Every week, I would talk about the two or three games that I backed that week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Miles is right. Start with the drinking game episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, are you ready up. for uh, a Miles question from the chat, Chris? <laughs> All right. Bring it. <laughs> Have you ever wondered how much you influence the community? You know, honestly, no. <laughs> I've... I- <laughs> I will say, like, I actively try not to think about it because it then puts, like, <laughs> pressure on you to perform. 
And like, I, I think part of the magic that we have here is that like, it's just us hanging out being us. (laughs) Yeah. And the more I think about it, the more pressure I feel. (laughs) Yeah. When we talk, we know that there are people listening. So <laughs> that so you you'll phrase things a certain way just to like make sure that everyone's clued in on what you're talking about or who you're talking to. But I've never really thought about like the impact we have on other people. Um I mean occasionally when I'm listening to some other podcasts, I'll be like, "Oh yeah, I feel like these people are my friends even though they have no idea who I am." And I'm like, <laughs> "Oh, I I bet there's people out there that kind of feel that in the reverse when we're doing our podcast." But yeah, it's not really something I think it's exactly what Kitty said is you try not to think about it. Uh, It's actually, you don't even try not to think about it. You just don't think about it because we're just friends talking to each other and having a good time. The thought never crossed my mind, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's part of our success that we don't think about that. Uh, And as Matthew points out, um, maybe it's not all good because he says that he has bought more games than he'll admit because of this show. (laughs) We're a bad influence. (laughs) Yeah, but the audience is a bad influence, too, because they'll mention something. and I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, I just bought that. Um, That happens a lot. Something gets posted on on the Discord or in chat or something. It's like, oh, I already bought. Yep. Um. All right, so Don says, so I looked back at my unlisted episodes, and I started in March of 2020, uh, Walking the Dog, which means I've listened to almost half of the episodes. I started playing on BGA with the group way too late, around December 22, way later than I should have. I'll continue to post games here in the BGA forums. Hope I can make the last episode. Um, is Don with us? Don is with us today, right, tonight, right now. Oh, he's, is he away right now? But Don, thank you, and welcome. All right, I'm... Um, okay, so this is this is Miles. Miles posted a thank you, which I'm I'm gonna read the thank you part. He posted some very personal and literally it's like emotional stuff before that, but I'm gonna let you guys you guys can go and read the final episode thread on Discord if you want to get the full here. But um actually I don't, you read it, Kitty. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, I gotta get there. The, I've been the monitoring the chat. <laughs> Hold on. I have to I navigate. It. <laughs> Ugh, it takes so long. Yeah, I'll read load. it. <laughs> I was trying to be quiet so that it would cut the silence. <laughs> <laughs> well, it did cut the silence, but then you ruined it. Yeah. Thank you to Chris, <laughs> Josh, Kitty, and Fletcher for joining together to make an amazing, heartfelt, witty, and endearing show. You have touched the hearts and ears of people from around the world. On behalf of all those who, who those who've you've touched thank you we wish you the best in whatever life has in- installed for you next don't be a stranger and we won't um and they has two questions here would you entertain the idea of a yearly reunion episode um yes um I, I, like again i don't think it'll be yearly i think it'll be more frequent than that but and we'll just play it by ear but yes and is anyone thinking of doing another podcast in the future now this one um well, Sydney, you're already doing Help from Future Self, which we plugged before you got here. Aw, thank um, Kitty, would you consider doing another podcast in the future? Not necessarily with this group. Um, Probably not. What about with this group? <laughs> I mean... Because you, you had a short-lived with your sister. You did a podcast. I did have a short-lived podcast with my sister, and that has really illustrated... Um, I don't know. I... <laughs> I don't have, I don't know, maybe like far in the future, I'd consider that. I'd also, I've also considered it like other forms of content creation. Um, 
but I just don't have time right now and I can't <laughs> think beyond like like I need at least three years and once I can get like my twins in part-time school <laughs> maybe I'll have time to do things again and I'll reconsider stuff but um you know because I am a crazy person who loves to take stuff on I've often considered some sort of crafty YouTube channel that I would like to do but I just don't have time to take on a commitment like that now and um I can't be the driver of another podcast because that was the problem with my sister and me was that like I was the one who was doing all the things and there's just a lot of things to do (laughs) oh I know (laughs) (laughs) so Fletcher you had a podcast before this one also fairly short-lived I think yes Um, do you have a desire to do another podcast again not necessarily with this group um I would definitely entertain it um again like Kitty I don't know if I could be the driver of that podcast but yeah i wouldn't rule it out i didn't realize and sydney you are obviously currently doing and you're you've picking up so i would say the stuff that kitty's talking about is more like the producer role um which i've served on this podcast so i write all of the blurbs on the podcast itself but if you read them they are written in such a way that you don't actually know who's who's talking when like whose voice it's in um, but all of like everything that happens behind the scenes, that's me. So I would say I am the producer and there were all the hosts. So Sydney, you've picked up more producer stuff on your podcast as you've been doing more editing and setting up interviews and stuff. If that podcast went away, would you be interested in doing another one or is it just like Keyforge will never die? I, I would cry a lot and then I would <laughs> do another Keyforge podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the dead Keyforge podcast. <laughs> Yeah, like it's I I don't rule it out, uh, but again, it's one of those things where I just I need to recharge before I can actually think of that. Um, so Christopher asks, your role playing games and stories have primarily been fantasy or Cthulhu or superheroes in my beginning. Have you played or run any science fiction stuff, and would you consider doing? Um, so I find this question really really interesting. I love sci fi media. I have never had any interest in running sci-fi role-playing games. And I think it's because it's... I've never really had a desire to run modern role-playing games either. Um, And I think Cthulhu is a little different because it's like modern, but still kind of a horror fantasy type of thing. Um, But for sci-fi, it's too close to home, too easy to get things wrong. Um, It's really just fantasy in space anyway. So I kind of like sticking with the the fantasy and and monsters things versus aliens and you know super technology. Um, I would love to run a superheroes game, but I do not think that the group I play with, <clears throat> the people that I'm talking to now and their significant others, um, <laughs> would be interested in playing a superhero based role playing game. I've never asked, but I just don't get that feeling. Why would you think know. I wouldn't be interested? Yeah, um, Fletcher seems like he would be very interested. Mm, I'm the I'm the party pooper. <laughs> yeah, I think you and Spencer would definitely not be interested. Me. <laughs> and I think because I mean the thing is like in Sydney, would you be interested in playing as superheroes? Like you were playing like a superhero in a role playing game. I would do it if you ran it. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> um, and it's it's kind of one of those things where you have to be in that comics mindset in order to want to be a superhero um, for science fiction. You have to kind of be in that science fiction mindset. And I think just fantasy is just welcoming. Like everybody's 
kind of has an idea of what fantasy is. And it can be anything, which is why it's so easy and so popular and so much why people, that's where most role-playing games are set. I really loved Savage Worlds when we were were on the spaceship and I had my, my nest in the engine room and all that. Yeah, I mean, I guess that was kind of a science fiction, but it was like 50 sci-fi, which isn't really sci-fi. It's almost <laughs> more of like, yeah. It, it's definitely not sci-fi, though, because it's, it's this like hokey stuff as opposed to like hard sci-fi. I mean, I th- still think it's sci-fi. It's just hokey. It's still it sci-fi. Still counts. <laughs> yeah. It's just, yeah. Um, all right. Adrian says, thanks for many years of the podcast. I don't remember if I shared this before, but it was because of you, because of me reading out the names of the Patreon backers, or more likely Fletcher, that I made a friend <laughs> at the first Dice Tower WestCon a few years ago. I was sitting alone waiting for the doors to open and another gal was sitting next to me. We exchanged names and she said my name sounded familiar. I couldn't think of any reasons why she should know me. Finally, she realized that she heard my name on the podcast. We've been able to play games (laughs) together at subsequent Dice Tower West Cons and because of the Discord server, um, this last year was able to meet up with Taz. I know someone else has already asked uh, about gaming cons you'd like to go to, but how about cons dealing with different subjects that you'd like to attend? Crafting cons, Lego cons, um, etc. Giddy? This year, I'm going to be attending the Wisconsin Sheep and Wool Festival for my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyone who would like to join me for that, let me know. <laughs> I'm really, really excited about it. <laughs> Please tell me you're going to shear a sheep. Oh gosh, I wish. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just going to to buy a bunch of wool that I don't need. Um, but I'm I'm very excited about it. <laughs> there will be sheep there. Um, yeah, it's it's really fun. But mostly, I'm just going to play or uh, buy a bunch of yarn and try to get my mom to buy a loom. I um, have not been to a shearing convention. It's but not a shearing convention. It's a shearing convention. convention. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to call it a shearing convention. Um, yeah, but I did go to Lego World, I think it was last year, uh, which was kind of cool. I would say I've been to a lot of conventions, a lot of um, of various things for industry stuff and, and just miscellaneous stuff. There's something about gaming conventions that just have a magic, like science fiction conventions. You know, Sydney basically brought me into that world. And no offense, but they're really boring. <laughs> um, they're just about like books and stuff. So uh, there's a gaming room. So that's that can be fun there. It's the people that you go and visit every time. Once you find a thing that you love and you go 20 years in a row, then you end up loving the people that are there, no matter the subject yeah, matter. It becomes a family reunion type of thing, right? Um, Comic-Cons, I like, you know, C2E2 in Chicago. Uh, I've been to almost every other year. Uh, but it's, yeah, I just, I like conventions. I like going to places where you can get communities. So I think that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So this one. Um, all right, Katie, I'm going to make you read Courtney's comment here. I think you've. All right. Well, now I'm, I keep navigating back to the chat, but I can get here for this one. Cause this one I did I, read already. And yeah. And now I've figured out how to navigate fa- slightly faster, but... <laughs> you still get um, used to Discord. Still getting used to Discord. It's hard to use. <laughs> <laughs> um, should I read this whole thing, or should I just... I say read the whole pick thing. Pick and choose. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, here's a lot. Courtney, 
Uh, she says, I'm so not ready for this. I started listening very early on as well. I remember Chris talking about his upcoming wedding, and I remember when Kenny announced that there was going to be a player three. I was sad when Josh left, and extra sad that you didn't make Fletcher speak with an accent. <laughs> I remember I tried. <laughs> we tried so hard. <laughs> I remember the first time you read my Hello, words Gunna. and said my name during a podcast. <laughs> Back when you posted the topics ahead of time on BGG, and I remember how excited my kids were that I was famous. <laughs> I am a raging introvert by nature, but tuned in for the live shows from the start anyways, because I already felt like you were friends. I love this community. I love learning and teaching new games. And I love that many of you are also willing to jump right into a game. I'm glad that you eventually figured out which social media worked for you because now I've met legit friends here. And finally, I'm truly... (laughs) Yeah, Discord. Check us out. And finally... I'm truly grateful that you listened to Kitty and let her on the show because seven years ago, I was desperate for board game media with women's voices. It was quite quite rare back then, and I just wanted to know that there were other women like me who were incredibly passionate about this hobby because way back then, I was still getting ignored when I walked into the game store. I know you've often said that it didn't matter to you if no one listened, but you mattered greatly to me. So thank you for all that you've done when you didn't even know it was so important. Yeah, see, I couldn't, just you reading that, yeah. I know. <laughs> you got me, Courtney. <sighs> no, I want to I follow up with Christy's comment, cause, and then we'll talk about this for a second. But um, Christy says, I'm not ready for this either. Y'all are very special, and that has given us all something to look forward to each week for a long time, as well as a sense of community and all the opportunities for gaming and connecting with that to Discord, BGA, Fantasy Football have brought. I'm hoping that the role-playing game idea and the various elements of the community continue to flourish. And I agree with Courtney. Props to, for having a co-ed podcast. Many other board game podcasts with women on them are currently or have been in all recent years all women, which is great, and I have enjoyed some of them. But it also feels nice for women to be more integrated into the hobby. And so I have Kitty and and Sydney here. We didn't do this on purpose. <laughs> Chris <laughs> um, couldn't stop me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and 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 we've talked about it a little bit. Um, Kitty and I talked about, and very rarely. This was years and years ago. Um, I don't know, and and. Kitty, I'm curious how you feel about this, right? Because yes, there is the fact that we're, you know, co-ed, the fact that it, we don't make a big deal of it. It is not like it's a, you know, girls gaming tabletop talk or something like that. It's just, you know, friends talking. Like We don't have do Kitty's gaming corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it kind of goes back to the, the, the other questions. Like, have you ever thought about what you mean to the community, like in in essentially the women in the community. No, I try not to. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like I, I'm just I don't know. It's really nice to hear, um, and I'm glad that it's being said when now I don't have to come back on next week with all this in the back of my head because <laughs> it, while it's never what I set out to do, I just wanted to you know be a part of something, you know, fun and exciting um, that was going on at the time. Um, I'm, I'm glad, you know, it's the whole representation matters idea that like, you know, by just being here and being myself and hanging out that like people can see themselves in me is really cool and nice. And like I said, I'm really glad I don't have to come back next week with this because (laughs) it's a lot of pressure, but um 
but I'm really good. And like to think, I know like a lot of people say they listen with their kids. We've always kept it um, family friendly. And like to think that there are little girls out there who like will never hesitate to play a board game because it's just for boys, you know, like that's yeah. that's not something that's part of this community. And to be a tiny, tiny speck of the many women who in the past seven years have stepped into this hobby and um, made it what it is now you know, is, is very humbling. And, um, I'm glad to hear from other people that, you know, what we're doing was nice. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know in Sydney, you, you guys are going to get me. <laughs> I will let you take a break. Clear your eyes. <laughs> so, you know, Sydney, you are basically one of the few female voices in Keyforge and you don't, you don't seem to be able to forget it because everyone's always pointing it out. Um, <laughs> like, how does, how do you feel representing, like just being in that role? Like you didn't, you're not trying to be the female that talks about keyboards. You're just like, I like this game. and I want to talk about it. It's funny because just like Kitty, it doesn't feel like that while I'm on the episode itself, but because I go to so many Keyforge events, I mean, I, I didn't during the pandemic, but now that vault tours are back, like people know who I am and they, they walk up to me and they're like, oh yeah, I played this one game with you. You, uh, you beat me like five years ago at this one Keyforge thing. And it's like, oh great. Yes. Thanks. Fantastic. <laughs> like, you know who I am because there is literally no one else like me in this room of a hundred people right now, but it's something that I get like I can't forget while I'm in person with people and it makes me makes me feel proud of what I do and Kitty you should feel the same way. <laughs> well, thank you. And I guess that's kind of part of, part of the beauty of not having to be in person in a room with people is I don't have to think about it that often. You know, I get to hide behind my computer screen over here. And for years and years when we were doing this podcast, you know, it was just like the three of us in a room. And, yeah. you know, it wasn't until the past few years where we started having a live audience. And by then, you know, a lot of this had grown a lot. So, yeah. Nope. Um, <laughs> all right. So to take it back to a more technical aspect of things, um, Christopher asks, following on to what um, basically the extra time question, uh, will you be continuing your board game design efforts or has that phased out of your hobby interest? Board game design has never been out of my hobby interest ever. Um, it's always like I'm every single day I'm designing something in my head. Um, and probably several times a month I'm writing it down. Um, I have like not binders because I do it all digitally now, but pages and pages and pages of unfinished design ideas. One of these days I will put something out there. Um, but I just haven't yet. Um, I don't know. Like Kitty, we talked about designing a game. Are you, are you still in the one of these days I wouldn't mind designing a game? thing or is this like you're okay with no i think i'm okay with no i i've had to um accept that i can't do everything um my little probably undiagnosed adhd brain wants to pick up everything that i come into contact with and like do all the hobbies and make all the things um but i i don't think it's where my passion lies and i just enjoy playing games for now and i would love to like workshop ideas that you have like it's it's once again i don't want to be the producer but i'm happy to be part of the process yeah i'm i i'm gonna make you part of the process when i have a game that's ready to be tested that i think that you're actually interested in um I'll look, you can look, be the look. designer and i'll be the developer <laughs> there you go um, we're going to do some rapid fire ones. We knew this podcast was going to go long and there's still some more left, but um, there's a few last minute questions in here. I want to uh, cover real quick. Uh, anyone playing Baldur's Gate three 
what do you think of the D and of it as a D supplemental game? I am not playing it yet. Fletcher, if you're playing it, I'm not playing it yet, but I have plans to buy it once it comes out for the Mac. Um, I have plans for probably the PS five, which I think is early next month. I think it's the same. And same everything time. I've seen. A, yeah. Why are you going to play it on the PS five? I feel like, I don't know. I don't know. I might get it on the PC. I, I don't know. I haven't decided. I, That's what I've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. But if you want to get into Dungeons and Dragons fifth edition, and you like video games, uh, Baldur's Gate 3 is the place to do it. It is the most true to the tabletop experience port that I've seen. I haven't played it. I'm just watching videos on it. And I'm just like, wow, this is amazing. Like, you literally roll up a character to start with. And and you have a party of four characters. And, like, it just it looks fantastic. So, um, yes. Uh, would you ever consider doing a guest appearance on a podcast other than Help from Future Self? Um, no, I will never do Help from Future Self again. <laughs> um Yes, I would absolutely. If somebody like reached out and said, "Hey, will you be in my podcast?" Like, yeah, hundred um, percent. And I'm probably assuming that you guys are the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we're not like you can't really be mic shy when when you have a podcast. Uh, now that Chris has more time and has delved into 3D printing, would you ever consider getting into print and plays, but then upgrading them to uh, eleven? No um no. making like i like crafting my own stuff um printing and doing things of other people's stuff is less interesting to me i i want to create and make um and and then like i've tried a few things i've had some people's like oh here's this 3d printed game that you can do and all this and like i i've kind of done a little bit and just like eh, i would have done this differently and then it's I'm just working in a digital file, so I can do it differently. But then I'm like, yeah, but I'm working on these other projects, so I don't really need to like revise this person's project. Um, now, this could change, but right now, no. <laughs> Terrence asked a question I don't think we can actually answer. Uh, we might be able to. The final tally of Kickstarters for Chris and Kitty since the beginning of the podcast. How many oh, are you goodness. waiting for? What was the biggest one not to deliver? I can do mine. Did Fletcher ever back anything? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, so you did back something. Yes. I have backed one board game total on Kickstarter. I have yet to receive it. And uh, that's it. Marvel Marvel United? Marvel. I get yep. them both confused. What's the name? <laughs> Marvel United is the one you backed. Marvel Champions is the card game. Yes. Okay. Marvel United. <laughs> For, I always get the names confused um, because, I don't know, United Champions, whatever. But yeah, I back. So this is the first time that I brought up my Kickstarter page with Sydney sitting next to me. <laughs> so she has not seen the 342 <laughs> projects backed. Um, oh my gosh! She just, but yeah, so that's how many backed. She's just and seen I have them in no the basement. Idea how many have not delivered? <laughs> yeah, she just sees them show up. It's like you got another box. I'm like, yeah. Um, and I can't actually think of the biggest one that hasn't fulfilled. I know one that didn't was the gamer mats. Like these were magnetic gamer mats. Um, ooh, we have another special guest. Welcome, Hello. Spencer. I feel welcome. <laughs> you are welcome. Have you looked at Kitty's Kickstarter page? Her Kickstarter page? No. I'm closing the tab now. She's not buying things, is she? <laughs> <laughs> no! Well, that, that tab's gone. Okay. <laughs> I, that's why I t- everyone's asking, do you want a receipt? Nope, that's just evidence. Burn it. Um, all right, Spencer, I'm going to ask you the same question that I asked uh, Sydney. How does Kitty... He had to do it one last time. Yeah, we'll do what? Did you say Fletcher or Spencer? Oh, whatever. Spencer, the guy that's sitting next to Kitty right now. Um, <laughs> one last question. Um, or one, well, the same question I asked uh, 
What, what's your name? Sydney? You're good um, at this. You should I, host a podcast. <laughs> There's so many people right now. How does Kitty not doing the podcast on Mondays change your life? Makes it a lot easier. <laughs> he just had to put down twins solo. So. <laughs> Only the fact that we went and, you know, half hour longer than usual has enabled him to be here. Because he would have been spending the entire podcast putting the twins down otherwise. We were talking about this earlier today. I was like, look, I'm really sad that this is ending. I've, you know, it's been really important to be supportive of this and everything. But like, wow, I'm going to be happy about Monday nights now. <laughs> 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 All I'm right, bonus question. It's getting to uh, football season. I was going to say Monday Night Football. You don't have to watch babies during Monday Night Football. This is true. And that oh, yeah, that actually, hadn't even oh, occurred well, to me. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get to watch Monday Night Football now instead of just having it on my phone as we're recording the podcast. Um, so bonus question, would you play in a superhero role-playing game where you played the role of a superhero? Sure. All right. All right. I'm getting a lot of half-hearted shures. I think I can I think I can run with that. I mean, look, it just sounds like my everyday life. So I can go. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> it's a pretty easy role play. I, I love just it. put I down. Love it two babies at the same time okay that's that that's not a superhero power on the one no i i honestly being a parent is a superpower um because children are just super villains like they really are do, do you know how like <laughs> babies cry but then they have like the cry cry yes that like b- like blood curdling <laughs> oh my god someone's torturing me cry. they were both it was in stereo they were both doing it <laughs> imagine working in a hospital and dealing with that all night like no, I have to record no, a podcast. You. I can't help with that. <laughs> I I visited the NICU. That was enough. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I, um, yeah, we'll have to do, well, now that we have our Monday nights free after football season, um, we are definitely going to start another campaign of something. It can be short lived. Definitely maybe do that. Definitely, <laughs> definitely maybe top of the list of things that have a lot of lists on it, a lot of things on it. Um, all right. A couple more comments here. Um, thank you for such an amazing podcast. I'm a little late to the game, having started listening in summer of 2022. But Who I listen every day. Uh, this is from Rachel. Um, but I've listened every day during my commute, trying to catch up. I'll miss listening to you, and I really hope there is a season two someday. I'm glad the Discord and the BGA are going to continue. So they are. Um, and we'll see. Like I said, don't rule it out. Um, I've actually had the energy to play in games again recently. Yeah. Um, uh, mask writing this while the last episode is going on. So this is the last couple of comments. I've been listening since the early days, 20 episode 20 or so before all the kids. And when your lives were quite different, at least that's what it seems. Thanks for sharing some of your lives and joy created for me and the joy it created for me along the way. I shook my head in disbelief during Chris's Kickstarter craze when multiple games came rolling in each week and rejoiced when you discovered BGA. So long and thanks for all the game. Um, And then (laughs) Eric says, congratulations on the long run. It can be hard to say, stay focused when creating content and not get sick of what you are talking about each week suppose or each time you're supposed to enjoy it but you guys did a great job of it you entertained us all and made some friends great to listen to the show hope to hear more after a recharge thanks for content every week um honestly it's the people we're sitting with sydney's next to me spencer's next to kitty um carmen is out of the house Uh, (laughs) carmen is listening to screaming berry babies but it's here in spirit (laughs) yeah exactly like these are the people that allowed us to do this. Um, 
And these are the people that made it easy to do. Like, no matter how much... And there were some days where it's just like, oh, I really don't want to record a podcast tonight. But as soon as we start... Ugh, I really don't want to record a podcast like, All of that just tonight. disappears. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but all of that disappears and we just start having fun. Um, and... And that really is just, that's what it comes down to, right? If you're going to do something and you want to keep it going and keep it interesting, do it with people that are like your family. And that's what we are. And like, again, the family we choose, you, you get to choose some family. Um, but yeah, no, thank you all for listening every week, being a part of it, making it like seven years. We were concerned about getting to 10 episodes. We're now yeah. ending on 350. I remember so. when you started this and I was like, this isn't going to last. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of it was out of spite at the beginning. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> how many downloads did we have? We had 27 downloads. Wow, that seems good. Uh-huh. Now we have, we have, we're committed to those 27 people to put out another episode. Got to do it. Like four of that was like one person. Yeah. Downloaded multiple times. It was mostly our It was friends. like us um, checking if it was really posted over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Download, download, download. Um, but yeah. All right. So the last thing I want to do is um, we've had a Patreon up for most of this. And we're going to go through and thank all of our patrons. So uh, Fletcher, Kitty, um, there's the patron page there. Um, Kitty's going to have to read names that she normally doesn't read. And she's all the old names. Um, is what Kitty's doing. So, um, so first taking us to our outro. Yeah, so you're going to start the outro. Here? <laughs> you can you can paraphrase if you want, but that's just what I got so far. I'm just meeting the order. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm following yes. this script from now on. Okay, we're professionals. <laughs> <laughs> from now on, we've been on. doing this for seven years, right? <laughs> you guys should work this out before the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> we'll try to hammer out all the all the rough edges. <laughs> Tabletop Game Talk has been a proud member of the Dice Tower Network. The podcast may be ending for now, but the community continues on through our Discord and BGA group. There are links, as always, in the show notes, so join us there to continue the conversation, play games, and stay up to date on anything new that may happen in the future. And thank you to all of the friends of the show, the past and present, Adam Harrison, Miles Clark, The Gift of Games, Sahara Wentworth, George Gia, Emil Jiljam, the secret, well, the SGC, Secret Gaming Club, which is not very secret if you know it, um, Michael Finley, Listener <laughs> Doug, uh, Thomas Akaretti, um, I think that's right, Corey Bell, Shane Poole, and Jakar Hug. This is the the anonymous one that was around for a little <laughs> while that I, I can't say, but he's from Game of Thrones. <laughs> the Game of Thrones <laughs> reference that Chris can't read. Yes. I can't. <laughs> Thank you to all the patrons of the past. You still mean the world to us. John Lewis, Sean Peck, Jason Marks, Jennifer, Eng Jennifer Engelbrecht, whose name I never figured out how to say. Uh, <laughs> Christopher Letko, Joe Punman, Sam... Smear Bizwas. Oh my gosh, this is like such a blast from the past. I haven't. It's like seen a so walk through things. memory lane. I know. Ann Reynolds, Matthew Games, David Sellers, Stephen Seitz, Mike Smith, Jesse Wolkowiak. Why can I say Wolkowiak better than these <laughs> other? Sign him from Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> Nick Quickstra, Andrew Fayesh, Phil Schwartzel, Justin Willard, Jimothy, Caleb O'Brien, Michael Ohl, Lance Morgan, Christine Meyer, David Rank. Chad Covey, Timothy Gross, Shane Poole, Christopher Vincent, Rodolfo Liu, Cindy Rudy. Lum. Er, what? Rudy Liu. Rudy, yeah. <laughs> oh, Rudy Liu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that doesn't sound familiar. But 
Rudy Lou, of course. Cindy Lum, Aaron Moore, Jack, Faz, Jesse Wheeler, Tim Vernig, Greg Kamai, Trevor Olson, Wesley Taylor, Stephen Falcon, Stephen Phillips. I should have thrown something in there. Forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen, still not American Phillips. <laughs> R. Roy, Kyle Hammond, Benjamin Heimowitz, Nate, Tom Bly, Christopher Comstock, Tony Simpkins, Chris Lowe, Zoe Ng, Michael Hoban, Josh Arntz, Alex Brown, Daniel Shepard, Gregory Huber, Jordan Livingston, Darren McClellan, Kamal Berth, Sam Lancet Brown, Adam Kribliz, Brady Meltzer, John Merkel, Tim Shuker, Dan Seed, <laughs> Brendan O'Neill, Neil McLaughlin, Lucas Hartso, David Wagoner, Emil Jewell Jacobson, and Andre Ribera, John Scott, Barry Peterson, Toby Kraft, Joseph Susan Lee, Charles Finch. I gave you the hard names, <laughs> well, the ones that we haven't read a lot because you almost never read these names. So, um, but now Fletcher gets to do as normal. <laughs> My normal. Finally, <laughs> a thank you to our patron, uh, our patrons until the end. Jason Strong, John Lewis, Joe Hoover, Emil Jiljam, Danita Hersey, Jim Conrad, Lightning Steve, Gary Bunker, Peter Fleming, Andrew Fayash, John Williams, Sir Sully, Matthew Droke, Jimothy, Paul Romer, Nicholas Lotz, Weatherman Keefe, Leanne Verholst, Stephen Judd, Marina Stevens, Ben Gary, Sean Peck, Michael Yanikowski, Jeremy Fisher, Christopher Dong, Terrence Milner, Richard Yossi, Tolkien Fan Forever, Stephen Falcon, Joe Romero, Old Sci-Fi, a.k.a. Tim, David Radke, Brian Arnold, Courtney Falk, Ryan Ellett, Dan Seed, Darren McClellan, David Garner, Jesse Wheeler, Charles Pearson, Agnes Toth, Ron Nelson, Aaron Moore, Don Gilstrap, Glenn Cotter, Eric Salander, Adrian Dong, Eric Huffman, Jason Rodney, Jerry Wong, Sean P. Kelly, Christy Keel, Monica Witchman, and Michael27. Thank you to all of our patrons, past, present, probably not future. Um, thank you to all of our listeners. You didn't have to be a patron. We still thank you. Thank you to everyone who's ever joined the Discord, played at a BGA tournament. Um, thank you to everybody. Anyone um, who wrote us a review. <laughs> wrote us a review. Yeah, we used to do a ton of reviews. And <laughs> anyone who ever entered a giveaway. Um, yeah. Until next time, keep playing games and having fun. All right, some stats for those who saved it till the end. Um, a few. So I, I did some digging on Patreon. Patreon and so uh, it's a little tricky how you do that there. But I wanted to say who has been the, pat- the patrons for the longest. And Emil Jiljam joined us in January of 2017. He's one of our very first patrons. He was a friend of the show. He left for a little while and then came back. So I'm still counting him as one of our oldest active patrons. Um, Brian Arnold since February. Christy, Sean, Jason, and Jerry since March of 2017. Terrence and Adam have been since May. Christopher Dong, June. Jeremy Fisher, August. David Racky, September. Jason Rodney, October. And Michael Yanikowski and Miles Clark since November. So all of those were 2017 patrons that are still patrons today and like have become part of this. Now, the numbers, and I'm going to share out these numbers here. 
Um, well, I'm gonna actually share the highest contributors. All of these contributors over the lifetime of the podcast donated more than $300 each. Um, with the first two approaching or exceeding over a thousand dollars, which is ridiculous. And like, seriously, we can't say thank you enough. Um, Adam, Adam Harrison and Miles Clark, like you guys are off the chart. Thank you. Um, then the gift of games to Hera Wentworth, Jason Strong, George Gia, Emil Jill Jam, Joe Hoover, um, the SGC, John Lewis, Jeremy Fisher, Terrence Miltner, Christopher Dong, Michael Yanikowski, Sean Peck, and Brian Arnold. All of you are like the the highest contributors to the podcast, and like that's amazing. So what have we done with all this money? How much money did we make on Patreon? Um, and this is an actual number. Patreon charged you all collectively twenty thousand dollars, three hundred fifty five, twenty thousand three hundred fifty five dollars and fifty five cents. Um, I figured they took about 20% of that. So they, you know, less $4,000 for them. Um, that was about $58 an episode. Now, did we make any money off of this podcast? That's what everyone's wondering. Um, <laughs> hosting fees <laughs> are about $85 How do you think I afforded this house? So total of, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, so we spent about $7,200 on hosting fees and tools. So, so Audacity or, or Aphonic is another tool I use. It's like 10 bucks a month. Um, so we spent a little over $7,000 to host the podcast. By the way, the podcast will still be hosted and you'll still be able to download it. Um, I'll continue paying these because I want to keep the podcast out there. I have no idea how much money was spent on giveaways. We have... I can guarantee you, Chris came nowhere close to breaking even if you count all these giveaways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the the amount of and, and that's like there's some of it like well I just bought games and gave them away, but I usually covered shipping, and then we had all the gift card giveaways and things like that. So, mm-hmm. uh, but if we I'm just going to count that as zero. Um, over seven years, averaging fifty new episodes a year, two hours of recording time. Um, three hosts plus a couple hours of prep time. I figure we've made about three dollars and thirty cents per hour. Um, oh not too yeah, bad. <laughs> doing great <laughs> for that sweet sweet cash. Yeah. <laughs> it's all it's all for the money. I'm just waiting for my check. Uh, right we never now. tried to. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> I sent you some games. Um, yeah, we never tried to monetize the show. We, we didn't do it for that, right? It wasn't about. It was about building a community, not building huge audience. Like I'd much rather have a concentrated smaller number of people listening that are really involved as opposed to, you know, a hundred thousand people an episode that we don't know. Um so how many total downloads did we get? Um over the last seven years, we've had five hundred and sixty-four thousand and eighteen downloads, um, which is not insignificant, but the number I actually find most interesting here is 88% of the listeners listen to at least 75% of the episode. And that's cool. Like, that means that people weren't just downloading and deleting. We're either really interesting. I'm actually dragging down that stat because I download yeah. and don't listen to it because I'm subscribed. Oh, I do too. Yeah, the same. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But I already heard it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I do too. Um, yeah, our average episode length is 63 minutes, and I believe that includes the Kickstarter edition episodes we were doing, so our probably our main episodes are a little bit longer than that, probably average about 70 minutes or so. Um, so yeah, those are the stats of where we have ended as of a few hours ago today, uh, which is... Sub- no, was it September? It's nope. not. It's August 21st. August 21st, <laughs> 2023, at it's my mom's 11 p.m. Central Time. <laughs> Um, a fact Fletcher, I'm glad I Kitty. remembered earlier in the day than this. That <laughs> <laughs> it's your mom's birthday? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you still have time to text her happy birthday. But um, yeah, so that's all the numbers I have. Any final thoughts from 
You guys, Sydney first. I love you all. And hopefully we start playing BGA again on Wednesdays or Mondays. Mondays. A day. <laughs> <laughs> Fletcher, what are your thoughts? Um, it was a good run. Um, open to doing it again. All right. I'll take that. Kitty, Spencer. Um, Spencer, do you have any final thoughts? Uh, my AirPod died, so Spencer hasn't been able to hear for the last several minutes. <laughs> but, <laughs> but do you have any final thoughts? This microphone can... Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Eloquent as always. Um, I'm just excited to uh, see what the future holds for us in game. Right. I don't think this is well, the, the f- end of anything really for good. Can't wait for season two, baby. My, my recorder. <laughs> yeah. Season two. Coming once I get my, my children to make sure in that school, maybe. Still recording. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, that's it. We'll we'll t- we'll see you guys on Discord and on Board Game Arena. And don't unsubscribe because who knows what gets randomly dropped occasionally. Um, everyone, I have I have bars that are bouncing. I have 21 hours, 52 minutes. And bars that are bouncing. Bars that are bouncing. That's important to check the, the bars. Are bouncing. Bars. Mine are bouncing, but not too much. I don't have the baby monitor up here this time. <laughs> the bouncing baby <laughs> bar monitor. All right. Going live for what we'll say the last episode of season one. In three, <laughs> two, one, record. Hello, and welcome to Tabletop Game Talk. A show where we talked about cable. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm gonna redo this. I also, fine. We'll reset. You stop the last episode. <laughs> I did. Well, also, you're like ah. going live, and I hit the record button, and it just started recording, and it, there was like ten seconds of silence. While you're like, okay, now I'm gonna count down. All right, three, two, one, record. <laughs>